Welcome back, believers in Jesus Christ. If you hadn't already done so, I encourage you to listen to prior episodes of this podcast. There are more informative and insightful topics about God and his word. And tell others about this podcast via a link to your social media platforms. And I encourage you to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you will know when new episodes are posted. And so that the words in Acts 18.9, which is the name of this podcast, come to fruition. Now, to this episode's title, The Unforgivable Sin. Yes, there is one. What is it? I'll tell you that later. But first, I'm going to tell you what it's not. It's not one of the Ten Commandments. Say what? Yep, it's not one of the Ten Commandments. And you're probably getting ready to turn me off. But (laughs) before you do, at least listen to why I said it's not one of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are God's rules for us to live by. And I don't take those rules lightly, nor should you. And I am certainly not minimizing them by saying that none of the Ten Commandments is the unforgivable sin. But what they are, are God's barometer that advises us on how we are to live our lives. Listen to what Jesus said in 1 John 2, 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. And verse 7 says, Brethren, I write no new commandments unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning. The Old Testament is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. And in Matthew 5, 17 through 19, Jesus specifically said this about God's laws. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jolt or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of God of heaven but whosoever shall do and teach them the same should be called great in the kingdom of heaven now even with that said we as mere mortals have an opinion as to which of those ten commandments are the worst some believe it's murder justified i.e. self-defense or not while others believe that it's same-sex relationships, even in the face of the Bible saying no fornication, i.e. having sex with the opposite sex before marriage. 
And last but certainly not least, there are those who believe having an abortion is the worst sin. Listen to what Jesus has to say about us as mere mortals having an opinion on anything related to sins. This time I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible as opposed to the King James Version as I always do because it's a little clearer on what is stated in Matthew 7, 1 through 5 which states the following. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use. It will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Going back to the King James Version of the Bible, listen to what James 4, 11 through 12 says about judging others. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Basically, well, actually, the Bible teaches, don't go judging others when your own life is not free of sin because you are in no position to save yourself and certainly others spiritually. God is a God of grace and of mercy and only he knows what's in each of our hearts. Face it, none of us are perfect. In fact, God says so in Genesis 8, 21. Here's what that verse says. The imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. You see, brothers and sisters in Christ, that's why God instructs parents to train their children in the word so that they will not depart from it in their later years. I encourage you to listen to the episode entitled Marriage and a Christian Household. For more information on raising God-fearing children. With that said, I know you may be asking yourself, doesn't the Bible teach not to affiliate ourselves with those who do things that are not pleasing to God? And in doing so, aren't we judging others by assuming that they are wicked in the eyes of God? No. Here's why. God's Spirit will tell you who someone truly is and oftentimes will show you who they really are, either by their own actions or 
by their behavior. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 5, 11 through 13 has to say about that. Reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, it says the following. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reveler or a drunkard or an extortioner not even to eat with such a person for what have I to do with judging those also who are outside do you not judge those who are inside but those who are outside God judges therefore put away from yourselves the evil person you see brothers and sisters in Christ the conduct mentioned in those verses are clearly visible to the naked eye but what's in someone's heart is harder to discern and that's why God's spirit will reveal it to you so for me personally when I see someone doing something that I disagree with or might find offensive I let it be because being a mere mortal I'm in no position to judge anyone else I will be judged the same by God do I slip up at times of course I do but I ask God for his grace and for his mercy when I do so you see God's guardrails for living a Christ-like life are his commandments and nothing that anyone says can or will alter that fact as noted in the scriptures that I read earlier in this episode I encourage you to purchase the book entitled The Vessel you are more than you think all it takes is faith found on Amazon books in that book I discuss judging people and other spiritual topics of relevance today and for living a Christ life life Christ like life now to that unforgivable sin here's what Jesus said about it in Matthew 12 31 through 32 wherefore I say unto you all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men and whosoever, whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man it shall be forgiven but whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost it shall not be forgiven him neither in this world neither in the world to come brothers and sisters in Christ did you pick up on that part where those who curse Jesus will be forgiven but those who curses God's spirit will not that's something profound you may be asking yourself why that one sin and not the other sins that you may think are worse than others or that are mentioned in the Ten Commandments good question I suspect the answer lies in Acts 2 
38, which reads as follows. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I surmise that God, through his Son, believes that anyone who curses the very gift that affords them the opportunity for eternal life is not worthy of that gift or of his grace and of his mercy in this world and in the world to come. We know there's a lot of sin and sinning going on in this world. And for Jesus to say, even those sins will be forgiven, but not the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, says a great deal about the emphasis God places on the gift of his Holy Ghost given to those who believe in him and got baptized in his son's name. My brothers and sisters in Christ, recently I was engaged in a conversation with a very dear friend of mine about this very topic, the unforgivable sin. But I didn't have an answer to the question that he posed to me, which was this. Since God is a God of grace and of mercy, do you think that he will forgive those who had committed blasphemy towards the Holy Ghost? This was my response. I don't know. Yep, that was my response. But I added this. God knows that we are deeply flawed, but he also knows our heart. And he is a God of grace and of mercy. I encourage my friend to stay on his path to righteousness and to lean on his faith in God and let God be the judge of his heart. Peace and love.